What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Season three, episode nine of Hit the Books, podcast all about sports betting, the bets you should be taking, and everything surrounding sports. This week, we're here, week eight of the NFL season. I'm ready for it. I know they are. Uh, So much to look forward to this week after a rough week across the board here for the show. Just not a solid week in the the NFL, excuse me, Uh, but a new week of winning, winning, winning football. Uh, NBA season started this week as well on Tuesday. World Series coming up here this weekend. Our picks on that, NHL, college football, and more in this week's episode here. Week eight, I'm ready to jump right into this week's episode. Introduce my co-host, Huff, Ace, and Mackie, the boys that join me each and every week. Mackie, why don't you start off with you this week? Another week here, not a good, great week last week, but what do you got for us? Yeah, I think I'm coming off my worst week in the three seasons that we've been doing this. Um, <laughs> one and six last week. Get out week. of the way. Oh, Just get it out oh, of the way. Oh, and four on the, on the Sunday one o'clock slate, which was terrible. Um, but only up from here. So I'm sitting pretty low, minus seven units on the season. But, you know, um, just got to bounce back next week. Cowboys are back this week. That's my good mojo. That's why I did bad this week because the Cowboys were off. So I was <laughs> off. But, um, yeah, not much else going on. What's going on with you guys? That's fair. That's fair. Ace, let's shoot over to you here next. little computer problems for you today, but we made it happen. You're here. Nothing else for me. What do you got? Yeah, life or death with the Mac Pro here today. But we got it rocking. So we'll be we'll be good to go. But yeah, no, I'm all the seasons are underway now with the NBA tipping off last night. Uh, got the Bruins out to a hot start, just like last year. Who saw that coming? Um, probably me. Um, other than that, you know, decent week on the, like not good week on the card. It was good until Monday night football. Back to back weeks, Monday night football really doing me in. You hate to see it. So maybe we'll uh, reevaluate our strategy there. But still positive on the season. So looking forward to talking about all these games and leagues uh, today. Good stuff. A 16 games here this week. Huff, finish it off for us here. What do you got for us, buddy? Yeah, not not much else going on with me. The guys said it, a lot going on in the sports world, a lot to talk about. So I'm just excited to get into it. I really like the slate in the NFL this week. But coming off a bad week myself, it's uh, take that for what it's worth. So, um, so I'm excited and I'm ready to get into this week eight slate. Do you guys know why there's no buys, buy teams this week or nobody has a buy this week? I looked at that and I couldn't find a good reason I why. I don't think they've ever done that. Like in the middle of all the bye weeks, they just have nobody. Or have they? Am I wrong? I don't know, but I feel like it makes no sense for the teams that have a bye week week five and no one has one week eight. It's yeah, week that's what eight I'm saying. Like week start eight. at week six if you're going to have a week in the middle that has nobody. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's dumb. But Week eight and 12 are no buys this year. Okay, so there's definitely some that's planned out for some reason. Yeah, but do you think... I don't know. Somebody's in Germany. I feel, week. I feel like it's so. I, I, this is such a shot in the dark answer, but I feel like it could be so. Like the weekends that there's, I don't know, like holiday games. They don't have to all play on holidays. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Is it is know. it to space things out for? Well, no, that's like a could month be away. Something to look into. I don't know for Thanksgiving. Weird. I was thinking because they have more the, games. The Thanksgiving slate is at week twelve. Yeah, that's it, week 12. There's three games on Thursday, November uh, 23rd. That's interesting. Okay. Well, Packers, that one makes Lions, sense. Commanders, Cowboys, Niners, Seahawks. Yeah, that's kind of a brutal Thanksgiving slate. Wait, say it again? The Thanksgiving slate this year is Packers at Lions. The, that Lions always play. Cowboys at, or Commanders at Cowboys. And then Niners at Seahawks. The night game is probably the best one. Yeah, night game is going to be a good one, actually. You're muted, Ace. I feel like the Commanders will put up a better fight than you expect on Thanksgiving. But no, I, I, I think that Seahawks-Niners game is definitely a solid one. All right, boys. Well, we're chatting here about week 12 when we're in week 8 here. 
But don't forget to check out our live stream each and every Sunday morning, ready to showcase our five top games of the week that we think are willing or you know worthy of chatting about, giving our winning bets on those. Like I said, Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern, YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook, and more. Like I said, 16 games this week of in week eight. I think we're ready to jump right into these games here. The first game here being on Thursday, the Bucks and the Bills in Buffalo. Bills are the favorite here, eight and a half points. Their money line, minus 430. The Bucks money line at plus 340. And the total at 43 and a half, or just 43, excuse me. Uh, the under seems to be the call here on Tampa. Under in six of Tampa's last seven games. Under in eight out of Tampa Bay's last 10 on the road. And the Bills have been do- doing really well straight up here. 15 and three straight up in their last 18 at home. What do we think here coming into this matchup? Ace, why don't you get us started here on this one? Yeah, I mean, the Bucks and the Bills, two teams that are kind of uh, having solid seasons all around, both with three losses. I know the Bills sitting there with four wins in the Bucks at 500. Just a weird stat line there. I don't know why. I just read it that way. I think this is actually <laughs> great. I actually think this is a great matchup. Um, the Bucks and the Bills, we weren't high on the Bucks coming in as a group. Uh, I thought they would perform better than they were, but they're even exceeding my expectations. Really would have liked a win last week at home versus Atlanta. This Bills team, I feel like... Wow, watch the mic going down. What a day. This Bills team, though, um, yeah, I feel like they're they're due for a win. Uh, Tough loss to the Patriots last week. They didn't play good football, so I expect them to play uh, a lot, put up a lot more points at home on Thursday night football. Yeah, I don't really, I don't love this Thursday night football game. I kind of lean Bucks though. I think that uh, coming off a tough loss in the division, they kind of bounce back here. But then again, those Bills took a tough loss last week too. Um, Bills are at home, so they we know they play a lot better at home. They're coming off a road loss in New England. But uh, I like the points here. I think the Bucks defense does enough to uh, to disrupt Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a lot of free balling, like make the big play, make something happen. And this defense is is more stay at home, and they're gonna they're gonna really avoid those type of big plays and. It could stagger this Bills offense greatly. Um, so I lean the plus eight and a half. I think there's way too many points in this game, but I don't know how. What do you got to say about this? Yeah, I, I kind of lean the same way. This is going to be, I definitely have another uh, teaser that's going to last throughout the weekend this week, and this is going to be the first leg. I'm going to get the Bucks uh, as the first leg of a four-team teaser up to 19 and a half points as the first leg. Absurd, I love, what the I love that on Thursday night. And a four, it's a four-leg minus 110, isn't it? It's my, yeah, I was going to say minus 110, four legs, yeah. just crazy points everywhere. So the first leg is going to be the Bucks at my, uh, plus one, or plus 19 and a half. I do think Bills they could cover, cover that. that original spread. What's funny is the other play that I was looking at was I just discovered on MGM I can take alternate lines on the first half under, but I have to do a same game parlay with something in that game. So like tomorrow I was looking at Bill's money line for the game and uh, first half under, it was like 24 and a half, and it was plus 115. The original first half under, I think, is set at 21 in the, this game tomorrow. I could double check this as well. Um, but that's the other one I was looking at as well. I feel like I could hit both of those. Like, Bills win the game, Bucks cover that 19-point spread, and then obviously I just need the first half to go under. So I don't know. I think I might have found two little plays that I like on this game. I don't know if I'm going to card them both going both ways. Um, but it'd be pretty ballsy and pretty sweet if I hit them both going, uh, taking basically a bet on both teams. Uh, that last four legger with like drastic changes, like the, uh, I think it was all over unders last time though. You hit it. So yeah, I might have to tail this one. Yeah. The, the, the crazy, this, the crazy points So like, sometimes it looks so safe and then one team loses by 20 and you're like, Fuck. yeah, yeah. Like that one game, I think it was green Bay 
Uh, it was Green Bay, Denver. It got up there to 53. I had 54. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was real close. You did, you said that you was the one you realize. said. You were like, if one of these scares you, which one is it? I was like, honestly, I forget which one I said. It wasn't that one. You were like, you were like, for me, it's some reason this it's this Jets Broncos game. I was like, really? That was the one I thought was like for sure. And that literally got I had under fifty four and it was fifty three. It was a final score. Yeah, it got up there for sure. This one's ugly though. It's not teams I normally like betting on. Bills are I think the Bills are a bit overrated this year, to be honest. Yeah, I think they snap off in this game at home. I was gonna say this in is, Buffalo, this they be, play well. They do play really be, well in Buffalo. I was gonna say it could be seven nothing pretty quick here. They put up points that, quick this week. I think after a loss, Josh Allen's going to be slinging this week. Obviously, he's going to be loose with the ball and throw an interception here or there. Um, with the depleted Bucks secondary, I think there's going to be points. I really do. There's see, I, think, I think for how many people are missing on Buffalo's defense, I think this is a game where the Bucks can finally get a run game going. Because, the, I mean, the Bills don't have Matt Milano, don't have much going up the middle. I don't know the status on all their defensive backs. I feel like they've all been injured all year, but... I don't know. I, I have Rashad White in fantasy. I've been needing him to have a little bit of a breakout game. I'm hoping maybe he can get in the end zone for me tomorrow night, get a couple catches. I was looking at his receiving prop as well because obviously they love to dish him the ball. Uh, Baker loves those little check down plays. So, um, yeah, I think, I think I'm think i definitely going to have a play on this game. So uh, this teaser obviously is one of them. So I might have another straight player too. So make sure you're staying tuned to the, to the Twitter and the Instagram to get all our official plays going into tomorrow night. I guess tonight, Thursday Night Football, when you're listening to this. I was just saying, Ace, this game's getting close down to the wire. I'm turning on Wemby's uh, debut. I stopped watching it when it was 99-93. I'll throw it back on. Uh-oh. Celtics are down two. They All got right. free throws coming. Oh, it's a good game. Oh, Wemby's on after this. Wemby's going to lose in his debut. That's fine. I just want to see him. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I bet against him, I think. Good stuff there, boys. There, Thursday night football. Bucks and Bills. Let's move forward to the one o'clock slate here on Sunday. The first matchup we got of the 15 we have left Eagles and Commanders in Washington. Eagles are the favorite here, just six and a half points. Their money line minus 295. Commanders' money line at plus 240, and the total at 43 and a half. No trends for me here. Ace, you want to start on this one here again? Uh, I don't know. Six and a half seems a little low compared to some of these games I see. It does seem low, especially considering it's uh, the Philadelphia Eagles we're talking about, but it is an NFC East divisional matchup, so you can, we always expect them to play pretty tight. However, I just wanted to say this before we get into this point. Mackie and Huff, the Eagles, they're really good. Does that did they cement that in in your uh, rankings so far this year with that win over the Dolphins? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just think... I've always thought the Eagles were good. I had them division winners coming into the season. I think that they took a tiny bit of a step back from last season, and I still kind of believe that, but there's definitely still a top three team in the league. But but other than that, I just think that game said more about the Miami Dolphins than it did the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, needing big stops late in that game, they couldn't get them. That late pass to A.J. Brown, incredible pass by Jalen Hurts, but it's also a terrible defensive play. There's two guys back there. Get a hand on the ball. They let it drop in. Um, I just think that, that, that they're just not – made for the big time they have five big wins or they have five wins all against teams with one or two wins or lower um they just haven't really proved themselves as much as i really thought that they had they can still score points we saw that with the tyree kill to attack of play reminiscent of the alabama one i sent you guys on instagram which is pretty cool to watch but uh there's definitely some holes especially in that defense and they've, they've fallen to superior teams like the bills and eagles when they have to go on the road and face a tough test 
Yeah, I think this is definitely, I mean, especially this week, a tough divisional matchup. I'm not saying the commanders are anyone good, but any divisional matchup, in my opinion, they always give him a run for their money. Uh, Eagles a six and a half point favorite in this one. Like you said, Monday night or Sunday night, whenever that game was against the Dolphins, A.J. Brown, I mean, he looked like he's in his absolute prime. Jalen Hurts has been having the turnover issues the past couple of weeks. Uh, this Washington defense, we saw what Jonathan Allen said in that post game after the Giants. It's been, you know, seven years. Nothing's changed. Just basically saying, you know, the whole the whole organization just keeps on losing. He's been there for that whole time and not much has changed. But um, I, I don't know. A divisional spread, six and a half points, that's tough. I could see the commanders backdoor cover this, but I'd probably lean. If I had to make a bet on this, I'd go with the Eagles, but I'm not going to be betting a, a spread in this one. I surprisingly think this could go over. I kind of like the points to go over. I know that's a, kind of unusual for a divisional matchup, but um, <clears throat> excuse me, I do think this gets over that, that 43 and a half number. Yeah, I also won't be touching this one, but I do lean Eagles. I think uh, Sam Howell is kind of coming back down to earth a little. Um, terrible, pretty bad game last week against the Giants, lost 14-7. Now you're going up against Eagles defense. I think he's going to have a really tough game. Eagles should cover, but again, it's divisional, so I'm uh, we could see a backdoor cover here, so I probably won't be touching it. Yeah, I'm not too sure if I'll be touching it. Definitely we will be looking to add this. I know a lot of people do like a three-team heavy favorite parlay. That'd be one of them. I do think the Eagles definitely win this game. I think it could be tight, like you guys said, but it's in Philadelphia, right? No, it's in yeah. Washington. Oh, no, I thought oh, it was in Philly. It's in Washington. I mean, that's why I think it could play tighter to the vest. But I do think the Eagles are the more superior team, and there's no answer really for A.J. Brown right now. The guy's going over 125 and five straight, cement, putting himself in that offensive player of the year, MVP-type conversation for a wide receiver. Um, and they have all the other weapons around them too. I think the Eagles win this one. It could get out of hand, but for, for divisional matchup's sake, I'm probably staying away from the spread on this one. But that stat Huff was talking about last week with the high spreads heading at a good rate this year could be something to think about. Very interesting stuff coming out of our first 1 o'clock matchup here. Let's jump forward to our next one here. The Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Pittsburgh to visit the Steelers. The Jags are the favorite here. Two and a half points for them. Their money line minus 152. Steelers money line at plus 128. And the total at 41 and a half. Uh, trends for this one. Jacksonville is 5-0 against the spread in their last five games on the road. And the under is, uh, has gone under in five of the Pittsburgh's last six games. Uh, as well as under in five out of Pittsburgh's last six games against Jacksonville. So what are you guys thinking out of this one, Huff? Why don't you get us started here in Pittsburgh on Sunday? Yeah, I personally, I, I like them in this spot, or I liked them in their spot last week against the Rams. I took them on the money line on the card. I got them at plus 150. Here at home, I'm not feeling as confident against this Jaguars team just for the sake of a much better quarterback, in my opinion, than Trevor Lawrence this year with a deep threat in Calvin Ridley. I know we had to deal with Cooper Cup and Nakua last week, but um, I think this is a different Jacksonville offense coming into Pittsburgh this week. You have Travis Etienne, who's been one of the hottest running backs in the league the past couple of weeks, scoring at will. Uh, Calvin Ridley, like I said, the deep threat that he is. Kirk, they have weapons all over the field. I think Jacksonville could uh, could give us a run for our money this week. Um, I like, But yet again, Steelers at home. Mike Tomlin is an underdog. It, the, all the signs tell me to take the Steelers to win this game. Um, the public's on the Jaguars. I'm probably going to go with and uh, take the Steelers in this game. but. Uh, not my most confident pick in my team, but uh, like I said, I I'd take the points. Uh, it'd be tough just because it's three, but uh, I'd probably just roll with the 130 on the money line, but not my most confident play in my Steelers. Yeah, I I definitely lean Jags in this one, but I just can't find a way to bet against the Steelers team at home. 
Uh, they just keep finding ways to win football games. But this Jags team is rolling. Four straight. Trevor Lawrence is really finding a way. With uh, Calvin, him and Calvin Ridley have have had a crazy connection these past few games. I feel like ever since London, um, they've been on on a different level. But um, then again, like going into Pittsburgh, going into Hines, uh, T.J. Watts, you know he's gonna have a game. Um, and they just they just keep finding ways to win football games. That defense is just crazy right now. So I'm not gonna have a play on this game, but um, I definitely I do lean the Jaguars. Yeah, Mackie, I'm right there with you on that Jags take. Like, this is so enticing to me. I'm a huge, huge Jags guy. You've seen on my card a lot this year. I think they're going to make a run for that AFC, honestly, even if they can get hot towards the playoff season. But three points against the Steelers team, that's so pesky, and they just keep finding ways to win. Like, no way do I think these Steelers should be able to cover three points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I can't put it on the card because they've done crazier things against better teams already this year. So I'll probably be staying away, but... One thing I would like to know, it's really been Christian Kirk who's been who's been coming to life for those Jacksonville Jaguars. Ridley was held without a catch in the first half last week. Christian Kirk had that home run catch. Um, Zay Jones coming back into the mix as well. And Travis Etienne, two touchdowns last week. I hit that on the end of time. That guy's turned into a top five running back in the league, in my opinion, at this time. But this team, it's going to be so tough for me to stay away, but I think I might have to. With Ridley, when I said that about Ridley, that's just the kind of player that could torch the Steelers' secondary. I can already see that. He has so much speed. We have no one that can cover that. Um, I mean, Kirk's kind of the same thing, but Ridley's just, I mean, he's a whole different breed, I feel like, of a receiver. You see Kirk's game winner last week, uh-huh. Thursday Night Football? I mean, that guy's been, he's been electric this year. The three of them, even with Zay Jones, that's one of the best wide receiving trios in the league. I think it rivals the uh, Cincinnati Bengals almost. I don't know if it's that good. They, the yeah, they, they just don't have a Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah, no, but eh, the three is better than that. You know what I mean? It's a good group, three, I don't know. I'd probably take good. Tyler Boyd over Zay yeah. Jones. <laughs> really? Zay Jones is good. And I'd we'll probably see. take T. Higgins over Christian Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, but where would you put him? Maybe like third? It is. It is. A, it is a <laughs> no, they're definitely up three. there. It is a very powerful three. <laughs> three, three great receivers. Just, you don't see many just go through all three. <laughs> yeah, right. Like no, but you don't. I mean, it's a good group. It's a good group. No, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. That was just funny how he did. <laughs> Alrighty, boys. There game in Pittsburgh at one o'clock. Let's move forward. To this next one o'clock matchup: the New Orleans Saints heading to the Indianapolis Colts. The Saints, the favorite here, just one and a half points for them. Minus one ten on the money line. Colts minus one hundred six on the money line. Total 43 and a half. Very similar totals across these first couple games, but I got some trends here for the under. The total has gone under in five out of New Orleans' last five games on the road. And the total has gone under in five out of Indianapolis' last five games when playing at home against the Saints. So these teams love that under, that 43 and a half. Like I said, who wants to get us rolling on this matchup? Uh, yeah, um, I I really want the Saints to win this football game. I have a future. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I just need the I, Saints. To win this I game. really need the Saints to win this football game, and I think that they can do it. I, but that that Colts team looked good last week against a really good defense, put up thirty eight points in a shootout. They lost thirty eight thirty nine to the Cleveland Browns. But um, this is definitely a different situation for them. Another good defense. I just I don't know. It, it matters what Gardner Minshew comes out and does. He had an incredible game last week. Um, the week before he looked pretty terrible. So if we could see some of what he saw last week, I think the Colts are in good shape on their home field. But um, I'm really, I'm really pulling for the, for, for the Saints. Yeah. I'll just cut in here. I completely agree. I really want the Saints to win this game. 
Um, it's not my most confident play, obviously, coming off a loss against Jacksonville. Uh, they get the mini bye week playing on last Thursday up to this Sunday. I'm going to go with the Saints to win this game. The minus 109 on the money line, or at least that's what I'm seeing as the best line uh, listed here. But I- I'm going to go with the Saints to win this game. I think the Colts slip another one up here. Uh, just get a little bit short end of the stick here. I'm going to go with the Saints. I think Kamara has another big game. Um, I'm probably going to have to start jumping on that receiving prop. I took it two weeks ago and then the fucking 12 reception game. They're just throwing the ball to him every play uh, with Chris Olave doing his little off the field antics. We don't know what's going to be going on there. Is he supposed to play Sunday? Did anyone say, did they say anything about that? Who? No. Why, why don't you Is cover it? cover the situation real quick, Huff? Yeah, whatever he was doing, driving 70 miles an hour in a 35 and then said he plays for the Saints. And, yeah, that was a, a little, ugly little chest, uh, what was it, body cam video Mackie sent. But you knew that was coming out. We said that as soon as we saw that news. We Dude, they like, want to yeah. see that. That'll be out, like, before. I knew it was going to be, like, a day or two. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. That was kind but, of a dick, so there's no way he, de- he helped him out at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm definitely on the Saints here. I think the Saints pick up a little bit of uh, an ugly win here. I, I think the game goes under as well. Yeah, I think I think this is uh, this is going to be tougher than you guys expect with this Colts team. I could see a low-scoring game, both teams sitting under 20 points. I think it's going to be decided by a field goal or game-ending touchdown, that final drive type thing. I think it's going to be a slugfest on the ground, and then those dink and dunk short passes with a lot of drives that end in three or zero. Um, I could, and I'm not making a pick on this one, but Huff, it really seems like you're so off these Colts without Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Minshew guy, but I, I don't know. They've I mean, been they're two-headed monsters. They go, they go 16 carries for Taylor and 16 for Zach Moss. That's not a bad recipe for success. Yeah, no, I agree. And th- it, this is more just a I need the Saints to win this game for that for a division parlay that I have. I can't let them get too far behind in this in this shitty division. I know they can pick up wins later on, but uh, this is a an out-of-conference game. I need to see them win personally. Yeah, I'm yeah, in the same boat. What about Josh Downs, though, for the Colts really coming onto the scene? He was, went over for 100 again last week. Um, him and Michael Pittman Jr. with that big touchdown to keep that game against the Browns crazy. They've turned into a good duo. Michael Pittman's playing some really good football. I like he's him turned a into a, a, he's, he's turned into a solid one. He was, not, he was definitely not that. We had that, that conversation before. a couple weeks ago. I thought I was like the only person that thought that. I like him a lot. Ace, what's your line on the Celtics game? Oh, don't you don't want to know. Four and a half. Three and a half. No, it's four. Oh, you're you're gonna push, I think. I would take that. I would definitely take that. I put a good I, I have a good bet on that. Alrighty, boys. There. The Saints and the Colts there. Another one o'clock matchup as we move through this week eight slate. The next game we got here, the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Texans are the favorite here. Minus three, their money line, minus 164. Panthers money line at plus 138 in the total. Another 43 and a half. A lot of these uh, totals, like I said, hanging out around that number. Trends I got here. Houston, five and one against the spread in their last six on the road. Carolina, four and one against the spread in their last five, in their, its last five games when playing Houston. What are we thinking here? Like I said, spread it in even three. Panthers at home, Texans favored. Mackie, what do you think? Yeah, I actually think this is a really good opportunity for the Panthers to come in and take pick up their first win. Um, Texans defense isn't all that. Uh, coming off a bye, we're going to see a young C.J. Stroud off, his, off a bye. He might come in a little slow. We just got to see Bryce Young do a little something. I think he's playing. I'm, I'm not wrong. He is. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, he's got to pick it up sooner or later. They're 0-6. they got to get their first win under their belt. They're really not the worst team in the world. They're, they, 
they're eligible to win a few games this year. Um, I think this is a good spot for them to at least uh, maybe get something going, maybe get a win under their belt. Yeah, I'll jump. I'll jump in here real quick because I'm on the same side as you. I almost wanted to take them to win this game, but um, I I don't love the original three points. I'd probably take them to win the game and taking an zero and six team to win. It's just not uh, something I want to do here. I might end up doing it closer to Sunday, but uh, this is the second leg of my teaser. I have the Panthers at plus fourteen, uh, so I like that a lot. Like I said, not not necessarily one of the prettier legs of it, but taking an zero and six team to just cover fourteen points. They've been playing good the past two weeks. Um, obviously they got the Dolphins last week. They got up to a nice lead on them. And then obviously we know what happened in the second half. That Dolphins team just really came alive and showed what they really were. Um, but then, or two weeks ago, Panthers obviously coming off the bye week. I didn't realize that, but, um, and then the week before that against the Lions, they put up 24. So Bryce Young has been good. I like them coming off the bye this week at home, like Mackie said, to possibly win the game. Um, but I'm going to take them in the teaser, like I said, plus the 14 points. Yeah, it's a crazy teaser. You got half a lot of points. I also want to say this is a great matchup. We have Bryce Young versus uh versus CJ Stroud. And I, I like Stroud's team in this one, but one thing I'm really going to look at is Adam Thielen. I mean, before the bye, he's one of the best receivers in the league. Look at maybe his receiving prop or his touchdown. It's probably going to be at plus money still. Um against a young Texans defense. I think he will continue to have a good a good day, especially off the bye that'll help those older legs. I'm interested to see if how Miles Sanders kind of comes back into the mix. Um, I know he was out and playing behind Chuba Hubbard a bit. So I'll, I want to see what they're looking like out of the bye. This Panthers team, maybe this young this young group can use that time to put a better performance together. But I expect a good game, a, a decent amount of points in this one. Um, I think that's a pretty low line for these two uh, inexperienced quarterbacks. But I think it'll be a pretty good game, honestly. No official play for me on this one, I don't think. AC push, I don't know if you saw. Yeah, I'm watching that right now. Tufts would have liked the win, but like, I'll take a push when they were down like six, two minutes left. Knicks missed a few shots at the end there. Yeah, that's awesome. Alrighty, boys. Mackie, your Dallas Cowboys up here next. The Rams and the Cowboys, another one o'clock matchup here in Dallas. Dallas, the favorite, minus six and a half. Their money line, minus 270. Rams at plus 220, and the total at an even 45. No trends for me here. Why don't you get us rolling, Mackie? Your Cowboys coming off a bye here, playing the Rams. Steelers beat the Rams last week. What do you think? Yeah, I actually really like the Cowboys in this situation. Minus six and a half uh, on their home field. I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys are very good after a bye. Um, Dak Prescott's going to be slinging the ball against this weak defense. You got to see that defense step up, though, against um, Puka Nukua and Cooper Cup on, on the other side of the football. So defense is going to be going to have their hands full, but um, I don't see a situation where Dallas loses this game. I think it. I I think the spread might come into play, but Dallas should cover six and a half point spread in this one. Yeah, I agree. I, I I'm also. I I don't love the spread, but I do lean on the Cowboys here minus the six and a half points on their home field. Like you said, coming off a of bye week, uh, this Rams team has started to struggle the past couple of weeks. Uh, I think there was a lot going on with McVeigh with the kids stuff last week. He didn't know when that was coming. I think that is out of the way now. So. Uh, possibly, you know, a, a better coaching uh, situation for McVay coming into this week, uh, not having to worry about that off the field stuff. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Rams cover this number. But um, yeah, I, I probably won't be touching this game. But I do lean on the Cowboys minus the six and a half points. I just think this Cowboys offense is going to be electric this week, especially coming off the bye week. Um, big, big CD Lamb game. I think. Yeah, I think they continue to eat 
Jake Ferguson, I'm not going to touch any of his props, but I bet you he gets back onto the field on like the last time when we took him. But uh, yeah, I, I think Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, they're going to get theirs. I think it's going to be more favored to Cup this week because it was heavily towards Nakua last week. But who knows? Maybe Puka really pushes for that offensive rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I, I do like the Cowboys here to put up maybe a team total on the over. Um, I do think it'll be a higher scoring game, honestly. Um, don't see how those Cowboys are going to stop the quick hitters. I mean, against the Steelers, look at what they did, and that's pretty similar defense, in my opinion. So I think the Cowboys get right back on track with the win here, and uh, those Rams are going to fall back to earth, especially without a run game. I mean, I know, was it Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson? Daryl Henderson, former Ram, stepped on the scene, but not too much, in my opinion. The Rams were saved by that that two two Atwell um, touchdown as well, where he caught in front of this the Steeler. Who was that? What last week? Yeah, I know the player you're talking about. I don't remember who it was. He threw it up the cop naturally, and then of course two two jumps out of nowhere and snags it. I was like, hey, I'll take it. Yeah, j- yeah. All righty. Let's keep on cooking on here. The Falcons and the Titans are next here in Nashville. The Falcons are the favorite here. Minus two and a half. Their money line, minus 148. Titans on the money line at plus 126. Total at a low 35 and a half. I got trends here that just love the under. I know this under is very low, but the total gone under in five out of last of Atlanta's last five games on the road, as well as five out of five in just their total games. Under in Tennessee's in the last nine out of 10 and under in Tennessee's 13 of 16 at home. The books clearly know these trends, know this stuff. 35 and a half, super low. Who wants to get us rolling here on this one? Yeah, that's a crazy over-under. I'll, I'll, I'll get us started here. Um, I, I, like the, I like the Titans here in this spot, and I know that there's a chance that Will Levis starts this game. Um, I'm just oh, going to take, is. I think, I'm just going to take the better coach team here in the Titans. Uh, I think Variable ekes one out here at home against this against this Falcons team. Uh, this is also the third leg of my teaser. I have them plus thirteen and a half in this teaser, so I might double down on the t- on the Titans here. Uh, I might take the money line, but I do have them in that teaser as well. So uh, that that leaves one more leg. I believe it's in the four o'clock slate. But um, so far, I got Bucks, Panthers, Titans, and then yeah, one more. It is in the four o'clock slate. Yeah. Um... I'm not big on the Falcons. I haven't really been all year. I think they keep eking out wins. I'm not big on Desmond Ritter, uh, especially when he's away. And the Titans play really good football at home. I, I'm with you here, Huff. I think Mike Vrabel can find a way to win this football game. It's going to be really slow. Um, Tennessee's going to have a tough time putting up points against this Atlanta defense, though. I, I think the like, total is actually pretty good. I think it even may, might go under, but um, it's going to be a lot of defense in this game. Very slow. I don't think Desmond Ritter can really get much going against the Titans defense as well. So. Um, give me the Titans in a close battle. Yeah, I like I don't, Ace. I, I want to go. I just want to say something here real quick before you come in. I just like the 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 reason I teased the Titans here was because I looked at that over under and I was like, okay, if I get 13, 14 points in this game, that tells me they think that's a pretty safe play. What do they think the final score is going to be? You know what I mean? Twenty to thirteen, something like that. Yeah, I mean it's yeah exactly. If in a low scoring game you're getting thirteen and a half, I mean Yeah. You just hope the bo- Derrick Henry, Bijan, Algier run the fucking ball the whole time. I don't think they're gonna trust Will Levis too much. They might t- they might try some, but I think Vrabel's gonna play it pretty close to the uh, close to the vest, as Ace always says, and just kinda use the King Henry. I think this could be a big game for Derrick Henry. If this was a primetime game, I'll tell you what my two bets would be off the rip. 
Bijan and Derrick Henry are both plus 155 on my book to score a touchdown this game. That's kind of crazy. I'd hammer Derrick Henry in that game. But I like both of them. I mean, they could both end up hitting it. Plus 155, you're making good value. You're making over half a unit if you only hit on one of them. I do like both those plays. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, Um, you hit hit both, you get three. That's nice. You miss both, you miss two. But no, it's a good risk. You at least have to you at least have to hit one. And I'd like one if not both to get in. Not too confident in either pick here. All the games we've had on this slate so far, minus the Eagles, I'm not too too sure is gonna come out on the winning side. Um yeah, I, I like I like them to score. I think it's gonna be a tough game. I do like the Falcons. If you're gonna make me take a take a side here, I'm going with the Falcons. I think they played well enough on the road last week. Have a lighter test in the Titans than the Bucks. And uh, continue their success. They could push for that NFC wild card for sure. Moving right along here, another one o'clock matchup. Just a few more left in the one o'clock slate. The battle, of, another battle of uh, East Rutherford, or no, the battle of East Rutherford here. New York Jets at the New York Giants. This game is in East Rutherford. Like I said, the Jets, the favorite, minus three. Their money line, minus 146. Giants, money line, plus 124. Total also pretty low here, 36 and a half, just one point above that last one. Uh, trends I have here, the total has gone under in five out of the last Giants' last five games. And the total has gone under in eight out of the Jets' last 11 games. 36 and a half there on the total. Mackie, why don't you get us rolling here on this one? The Battle of uh, New York, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah, it's Battle of New Jersey, actually, with these two te- fraud fraud New York teams. Is Daniel you know, Jones playing in this game? No. We say it every we ask every week. He is not, and I think it's a good thing for the Giants. I think Tyrod Taylor meshes with this offense a lot better than Daniel Jones does. I think this team has more confidence in Tyrod Taylor as well. Daniel Jones has not been playing good football at all. Uh, I think not. they don't need to move on from him just yet. But um, if they're getting something going, they're getting something going. They had a nice win last week. I know it was low scoring. But um, with that being said, I like the Jets to cover three points here. I think they're the more complete team. Zach Wilson's doing enough to, get, to beat a team like the New York Giants. Um, and that defense is going gonna, is gonna to stand on their heads in this, this game for sure. Um, Jets are the better team. They're both kind of home. There's a lot more Jets fans recently that I've realized in New York. I didn't know there was this many Jets fans. Now Aaron Rodgers is here and is kind of split <laughs> in the middle. So. Um, but yeah, I think the Jets should cover this one. I, I don't know, dude. I, I kind of, I said it last week. I don't know why, but I kind of like the Giants here. I don't know if I'd play it, but, uh, kind of like what he said about the two running backs in the last game, I would like maybe a Brees Hall and a, Bar- a Barkley touchdown in this game. That would be, uh, maybe rather than a, a side in this one. I like both running backs to score in this matchup actually a lot. Um, I don't know the odds on it or to, uh, really care to look right now, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I lean the Giants here. I don't know why. It's just kind of the, the uglier play, I guess. I don't love it. but um, There's going to be less know. points in this game than there is in the Titans and Falcons game. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I feel, like Jets, I feel like Jets-Giants can get a, little, uh, get a little crazy. You see some defensive touchdowns, some fumble pick sixes <laughs> or whatever. Um, I mean, if you're predicting that nonsense, maybe. But I think on all the offensive side, there's more offensive points in the Titans and Falcons game. Yeah, then again, the, the Giants do kind of own East Rutherford. Uh, so, I don't know. It's going to be a battle for that, game. for every inch in that game. That'll be kind of a hard-fought game. I like the under there, though, for sure. 
Good stuff there, boys. Ace, let's shoot it over to you here next. The New England Patriots visiting the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Big spread here, nine and a half in favor of the Dolphins. Their money line, minus 460. Patriots in plus 360. And the total, 46 and a half. No good trends here from me here this week. But Ace, what are you thinking here coming going into Miami? Um, first off, just want to say the New England Patriots. I said it on the live stream right when we got off. I said Patriots win today. Book it. Book it. Got off like that. You man. say that every no week. Shot. Yeah, I know. But when you get it right, you got to call it out. So <laughs> I got it right. And you said send me that ticket. And I did put in one ticket for you. Five whopping dollars on the Patriots plus 320. <laughs> and, uh, and This is the same kid who throws $400 on straight bets. Yeah, but uh, no, we ended up taking the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. But we ended up taking the Patriots live on that last drive. I mean, he's been in that moment four times this whole year already. Like, it's a short season so far. And he's had four game-winning drive opportunities against good teams. And he hasn't completed them. But he does it against Josh Allen. So, Josh Allen losing to Mac Jones and Zach Wilson of the year. Had to get that off my chest. Feels good. Patriots get back in the win column. But if you do some quick football math, then the Patriots could theoretically beat the Miami Dolphins this week. But uh, if we're going to be a bit more realistic, I think that's t- a tall order going into Miami. South Beach, tough place to play for any team, especially a division rival. But uh, the Patriots a bit healthier on the secondary side of the football, at least, going into Miami. So that'll be interesting to watch those matches. Uh, Jack Jones finally coming back. Jonathan Jones in the mix to match up with Hill. And uh, JC Jackson really turning back into the player he once was. Great to see. But Mac Jones in the offense finally putting up some points, firing on Better cylinders, not all cylinders, definitely not. Um, I, I think they can cover 10 points. I'd buy that half point. If you can get them in a super tease like Huff, I love that. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm going to go with the Pats money line. Super soft again because you got to, but this will be a good game, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Mac Jones had a pretty good game last week, but um, you know what Mac Jones loves to do after playing good football? Play really bad football and just remind you of who he is. So uh, I, I I like Miami here. I think that these are the type of games that Miami that Miami takes advantage of, and they put up the points, they blow them out, and they kind of reel you back in to think that they're another top three team. But um, yeah, I think at home they're three and zero at home this season. They're putting up the points. The offense is going. Um, I just think nine nine points should be a, a an easy cover for a team that's really slinging the football. One one thing, Huff, before you jump in here. One thing I would like to point out: the only good thing. Um, we already have seen these Dolphins this year, and this game was really close. We came right to that 10-15 yard line on the final drive. Would have been the same exact win that we had against the Bills um, just last week. So we usually split with this team year in and year out. I know it's tougher in South Beach, but I mean, hey, it's, I've seen crazier things happen than a divisional win. Yeah, I was going to say a nine and a half point spread or whatever it is in a divisional matchup. I normally would love the underdog. I, I don't love it as much. I took a, I did take the Bills last week in that first half. I got burned on it as the Patriots went up to that 10 nothing lead. Um, but here, I don't, I, I don't know. I guess if I'm going to take a spread, I am going to lean on the Patriots, but I absolutely do not like it. Uh, like you said, for all the reasons going into South Beach, how explosive that offense is. But I did see a couple of those reports. You're getting those guys back on defense. So that was a couple of the, the reasons that made me kind of lean on the Patriots with the points. But I also just like a lot of the underdogs this week. So um, that could also just be a part of my trend with that. But I uh, probably won't see this on my card. But um, like A said, if you could get this up in a teaser, this but this wouldn't be a bad leg to add. But this is also one, like Mackie said, I could see this get burnt pretty quick. So this is a game I'm going to stay away from. Yeah, I didn't realize it was your second time already meeting this year. Nine. 
nine and a half point spread might be a little high for a team that's already got a grasp on what they're trying to do over there. But um, like I said, these are the games that Miami likes to likes to really show up and blow the other team out. Teams that have two, one, two wins in the season. One guy we don't talk about much on this podcast, the Patriots really have to key on. He killed us last time we matched up. He's been killing everybody all years. Raheem Mostert, guy's one of the most dynamic running backs in the league, probably the most slept on. I talk about Kenneth Walker. I talk about um, Travis Etienne. But I mean, how good has Mostert been? He leads the league in touchdowns now. Yeah, and he's a chains out right now, so he's getting all the workload. Um, he could have a big game definitely running if they if they stick to the run game. Sim- similar to when they matched up with the Patriots before the Noah chain, so they've seen what Mostert has. They've seen what this whole group has that they're going in with excited to see the patriots uh hopefully defy the odds again let's keep it cooking here final one o'clock matchup here in week eight minnesota vikings heading to the green bay packers vikings the favorite here one and a half their money line minus 110 packers at minus 106 total 42 and a half the only trend I got here is that the Packers four and one against the spread in their last five games when playing at home against Minnesota. Just one and a half points here for Minnesota. You guys think the Packers cover that? What do you think, Huff? Yeah, I'll I'll start us out here. Obviously, divisional matchup. This Vikings team has been rolling these past couple weeks. It seems like they've gotten a kind of a new a new spark under them since the start of the season after starting out pretty rough. Um, I I love this Vikings team in this spot. I'm really gonna I'm probably gonna definitely gonna have this on my card. I like the money line. I like the minus one. The money line's minus one hundred nine. I'm seeing as the best play. So. Um, I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings here to win this game. I'm completely off of this Packers team. I think that uh, they are a bit, a bit of a year away, and I kind of over, overestimated this team coming into this year. I'm going to go with the Vikings here. I think this is where the Vikings are going to start to pick up a couple of wins. A uh, huge win last week against the 49ers. Needed them, obviously. I have them to win this division as well. I don't love it in this race with Detroit, but a divisional win is what they need here. I think that they get it on the road in Green Bay. I'll take the Vikings on the money line. This is a tough matchup. I mean, these two teams have both shown me so little this year. But you're right, Huff. I got to go with the Vikings in this one. How terrible and slow that Packers offense looked last week. I can't believe they dropped that game to the lowly Denver Broncos, one of the worst teams in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, I don't see much trending up in terms of offense for this group. Maybe Aaron Jones getting a week healthier, but he looked non-existent last week. He's their only true dynamic playmaker. Jaden Reed, really the only one that does anything out there. Um, their their sole touchdown really last week being a broken play as well, which has almost saved me. But on the other side of the ball, the Vikings firing on all cylinders without Justin Jefferson. We love to see that they're still playing good football. Um, I have that ticket on them to win division. Maybe it can come back to life. Uh, Jordan Addison, guy looked great. Um, TJ Hawkinson, even better. Kirk Cousins too. You know they're all just like got a bunch of zins on that side of the ball. So they'll be they'll be good to go. I like the Vikings here. Yeah, this team's really figuring it out, but this this line's a little sketchy. Going into uh, they're going into Lambeau, correct? Yeah, yeah. I just think it they, they probably should be. I I still think they should be a little bit higher spread. Um, maybe it's a Jordan Love bounce back game against a pretty weak defense. Um, but this Vikings team is playing very good football. Kirk Cousins is playing very well. Um, yeah, Jordan Addison kind of stepping into a much bigger role with just Justin Jefferson out the past few weeks. Huge game last week on Monday Night Football. Um, so yeah, I, I do lean Vikings, just kind of a sketchy game. I might have to stay away from it. 
Good stuff out of the 1 o'clock slate here. Let's jump into this 4 p.m. matchup. First one here, Cleveland Browns, Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Seahawks the favorite here, 3.5 points there. Money line minus 174. Browns at plus 146. Total 38.5. Trends I got here, Cleveland 4-2 and two straight up in its last six. Seattle 4-1 and one against the spread in its last five. Who do we like coming out of this first 4 o'clock matchup here? Just 3.5 points. Who wants to get us rolling? Um, I'll start us out here. Uh, I don't love this game, but one thing I just noticed that I do love about this four o'clock slate is all the other teams in the AFC North are out in the NFC West this week. Uh, so I do love that for my Steelers getting a home game. Hopefully they can pick up a win because these are three tough matchups for the uh, rest of the AFC North, not as much the Ravens, but um, do love to see that. I like the Seahawks with the points here. I'm going to probably go ahead and take them with the three and a half, maybe take the minus three. Um, I think the Seahawks pick up a nice win here at home. Uh, that offense has kind of struggled last week a little bit without Metcalf in that game against the Cardinals. But uh, towards the end of that second half, they kind of came true and showed their real colors and uh, picked up a really nice divisional win, covered a nine-point spread. I'm on the Seahawks here with the three points. Uh, tough Browns defense, but obviously the unknown with the Browns at the quarterback position. Uh, I think P.J. Walker's uh, Cinderella story is over with two big wins. Um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks uh, at home here. I think this is a tough road trip for the Browns. I'm going to go with the Seahawks with the yeah, I am big on these Browns, but I don't really like them in this situation. I think the Seahawks are definitely a a good team. They like they we thought last year might have been a fluke. I don't think it was a fluke. I think Geno Smith is still playing some really good football, but we've seen them struggle a lot against some really good defenses this year. Um, when they played the Bengals two weeks ago, they lost that game seventeen thirteen. Um, so many staggered like red zone trips where they even some bad play calling where they um they were in the red zone I think three times in the final ten minutes and went for it three times. Could have won the game on three field goals, but um, this team—they're just—they're they're a lot of staggered drives, a lot of uh, drives going downfield, just, just kind of falling short. Um, we're gonna have to see a lot from Geno Smith to, find, to finish off drives in this game. Not gonna need a lot because it is gonna be more of a defensive game, but um, we're gonna definitely need to see a little more from him. Yeah, I mean the Browns' defense really scares me. I'm betting taking this game. Um, don't know if I'll be taking a side. Definitely be watching this one. It's really dependent on if Deshaun Watson can play. If he's not in this he's game out. this week, he's out. Yeah, yeah he's I'm. Out. Uh, yeah, I don't. Not not very high on this game then. And Jerome Ford out a couple weeks as well. Kareem Hunt going to be carrying the workload with Pierre Strong mixed in too. But I don't see how they're going to put up many points on offense. PJ Walker looked very weak last week, in my opinion. Um, Seahawks at, at home. I lean them for sure. But it's still it's still tough going against Miles Garrett. I I don't know. I don't know about this game. I'm gonna stay away, but I think it'll be a good watch on Sunday. That Seahawks team is flying high on offense, especially on the outside, but that edge rush Miles Garrett is game changing. It's like TJ Watt esque. Solid stuff there, boys. Another four o'clock matchup here. Four twenty six PM. Cincinnati Bengals heading to San Francisco to visit the 49ers. Another uh Another three and a half point spread here in favor of the 49ers. Their money line minus 166. Bengals on the money line at plus 140 in the total 43 and a half. The only trend I got here, San Francisco 5-0 straight up and against the spread in their last five games at home. Cincinnati 5-1 against the spread in its last six games when playing on the road against San Francisco. So some conflicting trends there, but I'm curious to hear who do you guys got here in San Francisco? 
Yeah, I've taken this Bengals team the past couple of weeks coming off a bye week. I'm going to take them again here. They're the last team in my teaser. I get them plus 14 and a half points to close out this teaser in the four o'clock slate. Um, I love the Bengals in this spot. I'm going to probably take a money line in, the, in, in this teaser uh, for the reason that Sam Darnold's going to step in. I think don't, that's nothing against him. Uh, he is a go this week for the 49ers. I like them, or I like the Bengals to keep up with them on offense. I think the 49ers defense still gets theirs. I think this is a huge come out game for the Bengals off a of bye week. I think you're going to see a healthy Joe Burrow in this game. Give me the better quarterback in this spot. I'll take the Bengals to win this game. Brock's not out yet. They said there's a very good chance you see Sam Darnold well, on Sunday. Yeah, I, will Sam Darnold be better than Brock Purdy? No, no way. I think no, I, don't, be, I think I think he'll be all right. He'll definitely be more than serviceable. I mean, I, I'm a big Brock Purdy guy. I think he's a solid quarterback, but. I think with all the weapons around him, Sam Darnold might have play solid football. Yeah, but this Niners team is all out of wax right now. I mean, two two straight losses, mm-hmm. um, one of them to a bad team. I mean, um, we got to see them bounce back. That offense has got to get something going. They haven't looked the same. Defense kind of getting picked apart too. I mean, the Vikings did what they wanted. Kirk Cousins did what he wanted to do last week. Um, TJ Hawkinson had a huge game. I think he had like eleven catches, um, check down after check down. But they were like long check downs, like fifteen yards. So um, they got to fill up those holes, Ayo. Um, and I don't know. I, I I'm just kind of against this Niners team right now. I think they're not really playing to their to their um potential. No, but one thing I will tell you that's very consistent is Christian McCaffrey getting in the end zone. I mean, have you guys seen that bank? It's just incredible, took dude. It? It's incredible. He just finds ways every single game. He had two I mean, he had again. Two last he had two again. Game. He's the MVP, yard right? Receiving touchdown. He's not gonna be because the MVP is a QB award, and we've kind of figured that yeah, out by yeah, now. Yeah. But um, he he's easily like the most valuable player on a, on a team, I think. Yeah, agreed for sure. I I think that the the 49ers, I think they could win this one at home. Um, those Bengals going on the road. We still got to see how Joe Burrow holds up. I still am not convinced he's 100 percent healthy. And I think if he's moving around the pocket, maybe Nick Bosa shows up for once. Uh, that'd be nice if they're signing that lucrative deal. But I think this will be a good game once again. Check my card Sunday. I'll have my plays here. Um, hesitant on this 49ers spread. First time I didn't take it last week. So we'll see if I get back on that trend or not. I love the Bengals. But I told you, I'm back in on this. I love this spot here. Plus one. I like the matchup for I, their I top like, end receivers against that secondary. I like the Bengals as well. I mean, it's just very hard to, to bet against its Niners team. If I was the lean, I would definitely go Bengals. Bengals could win this game outright. It's hard to go into San Francisco. They haven't lost at home I yet. I told you, I might do the money line because I already have them in this teaser, so I might just take the money line. I'm not going to take the plus three and a half. That defense is just, I mean, I mean, if, Sandra, if Sam Darnold's going, that defense can't get picked apart. Let's keep it rolling here. Another 4 o'clock matchup, Ravens and Cardinals. In Arizona, the Ravens are the favorite here. Eight and a half points. Uh, one of our bigger spreads here of the week. Their money line minus 390. The Cardinals plus 310 in the total. 44 and a half. No trends for me coming into this one. What do you guys see coming out of this one? Ace, why don't you get us started? Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson talking about MVP race there. He's he's back in after last week. Him and Mark Andrews really um, annihilating the Detroit Lions last week. Uh, I was scared to buy in on that Ravens team. I have them on the card pretty often, but um, bought into that Lions hype a little bit. I, I, I definitely had the Ravens to win, had it off card, but didn't have enough confidence in it, and they just steamrolled last game. Um, playing at home, 
no bye week after London. Just great to be home. I know Mackie had two units on those lines. Tough scene by them, but firing on all cylinders going into Arizona. I think they're going to continue to put up a lot of points. Um, I know they still are trying to figure out their running back room, but I think no matter who it is playing with Lamar Jackson, they're going to get the job done. Zay Flowers bounced back in a big way. I think he almost hit the century mark um, in a game where they didn't even have to use him too much. So that defense looks stellar as well, led by Roquan Smith. So I think it's going to be a tough day for Josh Dobbs and co. Um, give me the Ravens with that big spread this week. That might be on my card. Yeah, uh, I just think this is a crazy spread for a team going on the road across the country. I'm probably not going to have a play on this one, but I mean, the Ravens are the far superior team coming off a huge win. I don't know. They could be they could be rolling a little too high coming into this game, maybe fall flat on their face in the first half. I don't think they're going to pull a full Cowboys and lose this game, but we could see a slow start by the Ravens where they have to kind of dig themselves out of a hole. Lamar Jackson's playing some really good football right now. The whole team is playing some really good football right now. Huge statement game last week. I obviously was on the wrong side of that. Read that completely wrong. Detroit defense. I mean, Ravens offense played well, but they just didn't. They didn't make a play the entire game. It was pretty. It was just pretty terrible to watch. But um, that Ravens team is good. Definitely a uh, definitely one to be to be uh, scared of. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is also a tough spot, but I definitely lean on the Ravens here to kind of squeak this one out at the end. If it is a close one, either way on the spread, I'd probably lean on the Ravens. I don't love the eight and a half number, or eight whatever it is, but. Uh, like you said, Lamar Jackson's playing great football right now. I think this is a, a good spot for them to go in and pick up a nice road win uh, against the Cardinals. Cardinals, like I said last week, they just kind of let the Seahawks get away with that one. Uh, they're starting to look like the team that we thought they were going to be coming into this season. And uh, for that reason, I do lean on the Ravens here with the points. And realistically, they probably should be 0-7. I mean, the win against the Cowboys, should never, they should never let that happen. But, I mean, got a win under their belt. They're definitely the worst team in the league, though, like we kind of saw coming into the season. Alrighty, on to our final four o'clock matchup here. Kansas City Chiefs heading to Denver. Visit the Denver Broncos. Chiefs are the favorite here. Seven and a half points for them. Their money line minus 335. Broncos at plus 270 in the total. 46 and a half. Kansas City is 5-0 straight up in their last five games against Denver. And the total has gone over in nine out of Denver's last 12 games. Do you like the Chiefs here? Seven and a half points right over that seven mark total. 46 and a half. Who wants to get us rolling on this final four o'clock matchup? Week eight. I don't know. Do the Broncos got something going here? I mean, nice win last week against a pretty bad uh, Packers team. Probably should have lost it too, but just, or, uh, Jordan Love couldn't couldn't figure out a fourth or a final two-minute drive. Um, Kansas City should definitely find a win here again. Another divisional game. They, they kind of own this division. I, don't, I probably can't tell you the last time they lost to the Denver Broncos, but um, Mahomes yeah, has never lost to the Denver Broncos. There it is, right there. Mahomes should definitely roll this game. Um, Broncos defense is pretty hard. We're going to see a huge Travis Kelsey game. You're probably going to see Travis Kelsey anytime on on Ace's card, and it's probably going to hit. Um, we'll, we'll uh, but um, did you see how did you see how it hit last week? Yeah, it was like a shuffle, right? Yeah, but that was the it weirdest was like little pass forward of pass, all and they all just pushed him in. Yeah, but we'll take it. I mean, Dude, he I was, finds I was, a way. I mean, he finds a way. I hit on that one, missed on the Kenneth Walker one. He got stopped on the goal line twice, but Travis Kelsey gets pushed in for three yards. Can't make that straight up. But uh, yeah, Mac, you can get back to your point here. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I think the Chiefs should cover this game. I wouldn't bet against them. Yeah, they don't like to cover in tight matchups. Not even tight matchups, but when they play valid opponents. But I think the, the Broncos are playing way over their head, overachieving last week of the win. 
I think there's no way they can keep pace. Broncos uh, put up sub 20 points, and then we know the Chiefs are putting up 28 plus. Um, look for uh, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes to continue eating as they hit 50 touchdowns as the duo, um, fourth most among tight ends and quarterbacks all time. So I expect them to keep climbing the ranks, not catching Brady and Bronc nor Rivers and Gates, but I think they can come pretty close. Um, I expect Mahomes to go over 303 again. Give me the Chiefs. Give me a team total. Give me the spread. Probably see this somehow on my card. See, I, I, I kind of like the thought, or I kind of like the Broncos to eat this thing and uh, cover the spread. I know it's a seven and a half or an eight point spread here, but um, I, I don't know. Divisional matchup. They just saw this team two weeks ago uh, before that Packers game and that Thursday night football game, and they were able to keep it close. And uh, I think it was a nine and a half point spread. They lost by 10. Um, I'm, I'm going to think at home that they can uh, get able or be able to cover this spread here. I don't love them to win the game, obviously, like I said. Uh, Mahomes never lost to the Broncos, but I, I'll take the Broncos with the points here on the home on their home field. Interesting stuff there, Huff. That's going to wrap up all the four o'clock matchups we have here this week in Week Eight. Time for some Sunday Night Football: the Bears and the Chargers in LA, SoFi Stadium. Chargers are the favorite here, eight and a half points for them, minus four fifty on the money line. Bears at plus three fifty total, forty six and a half. The total has gone under in four out of the Chargers' last five games when playing Chicago. Like I said, that total, 46.5, ace. Why don't you get us rolling here? Sunday night football. Yeah, I mean, how much do the schedule makers really wish this one was Justin Fields versus Justin Herbert? I mean, this this is going to be tough scene. Um, hopefully, I mean, Donta Foreman, he's going to be running the ball. No, uh, as they're missing their top running back, Khalil Herbert, in Chicago as well. I think there's no reason that the Chargers can't cover eight and a half here. Um, losing a tough, tough game last week to the Kansas City Chiefs, whose defense is stepping up, forgot to say that on the last game. Um, but these Chargers, they'll look to get going. Um, Josh Palmer, I know he's questionable this week. He'll get back in the mix. He went over 100. He'll have a good game again. Keenan Allen looks like a top three receiver in the league this year. And Austin Eckler, I expect him to keep getting better from that injury. Um, too many good defensive players on that side of the ball for them to continue to play, be playing as poorly as they are, especially with this matchup. Uh, of these substitute players for the Chicago Bears. Um, I like the Chargers here. Check back for my official card in these primetime games on our social media, but thinking that the Chargers um, in some way are going to be on my side. Yeah, I mean, this Chargers team sitting two and four. You got to gotta win this game, and you got to win it easy. Um, they kind of got to prove something to themselves in this game. This is the game where they can really get back on track. I mean, this Chargers team, people were thinking they were going to win 11 games this year. I, at least be in the playoff mix. Um, they're looking at a at a tough schedule ahead and sitting at two and four record in a tough division. I mean, this is a game where you really got to get back on track, get everything back together, get Justin Herbert's head right, Austin Eckler back in the end zone, um, Keenan Allen. This offense really has to do a lot of work, and this defense that's where it really comes together. I mean, they have I think it's the worst rated defense this year in terms of like yards per game. Um, this is a game where they're playing a, a third string quarterback who got his first win last week. You got to assume he comes off a of cloud nine this week. They need to get back um, back to playing pretty good football and uh, just kind of shut this Bears offense down. This is a big game for the Chargers to just kind of get back on pace, I think. Um, I don't know. Huff, what do you think? Yeah, I was kind of looking at it the same way as that, but I, I kind of like this quarterback for Chicago. I was watching that Raiders game. Obviously, that was kind of a crapshoot of a game, you know, two backup quarterbacks, but I don't know. I think he's provided a little bit of a spark to this team that, 
it's kind of like when you put a when you put a backup goalie and just kind of gives you that spark to a hockey team. I feel like the, the Bears got a little bit of a spark last week, a big home win, their first home win in over a calendar year, I believe. Um, and in this spot, they're getting eight and a half, nine points. I don't know. I kind of like the Bears to cover this number. I definitely don't like them to win the game. I think Herbert could win this game, but Brandon Staley will pull some fluke shit at the end. I just don't see him covering a, a nine-point spread on in the prime time on Sunday Night Football. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Bears plus the points here. It's crazy that the Chargers are minus nine when one of these teams is two and five, the other's two and four. Just yeah. kind of how Vegas looks at this Chargers team. But yeah, I mean, they haven't really proved anything. So who's who, who's to say they're going to cover nine points against any team? Yeah, dude, I, I just I, like I saw that interview after that that Bears game with that Tyson Bajan, however you say his name, whatever his name is. I don't know. I, I kind of like him. Like, I'm definitely rooting for that kid. I like Listen, the D2 story. One and oh. One yeah, and oh. I like he has it. the same amount of wins as Justin Fields does in his last 15 games. He won a home game. So yeah. the Bears fans automatically are like, fuck, finally, we pay tickets for or pay for tickets. We get to see a win. Justin Fields might be shaking in his boots. He thinks he's losing that spot. Nah, the Chicago loves him too much. Everyone loves him too much. But, you know, I mean, the guy he's doesn't get winning. the job done. He doesn't win football games. I was going to say, if this kid can start, I mean, they lose this game by a field goal, and it's like 24-23, you know what I mean, or something like that, like a last second. If they win this football game, I genuinely think that Justin Fields' job may be in jeopardy this year. It could be the situation that you said with the Giants, how Daniel Jones isn't playing, but the backups just has a spark and he's playing better. Right, yeah, exactly. Same exact thing. I don't think he wins this football game in any way, but if he does, I think that they you you got to ask you got to at least ask the question. I, I I like the Bears with the points. Like I said, I don't love the money line, but uh, I'm gonna go with the points. Alrighty, boys. Sunday night football there. Chicago Bears heading to LA. Let's shoot our focus over to Monday night football. The Las Vegas Raiders heading to those Detroit Lions. The Lions are the massive favorite here. Eight and a half points. I feel like I haven't said that in so long. Like I don't know when the last time I saw a spread like this next to the Lions name. Lions minus 390. Raiders plus 310. Total 45 and a half. Total's gone under in four out of Vegas's last five games in Detroit. 7-1 against the spread in their last eight at home. Ace, what are you thinking here? Monday night football. I'll tell you what. I'm actually on the Lions uh, for once this week. I think that they have a great game this week. Get back on track. They're going to score way too many points for the Raiders to keep up with. Um, I, I know that they're dealing with some injuries still on both sides of the ball, but they have so many weapons, and uh, I, I like the way Dan Campbell coaches. I think they can bounce back here at home in the prime time. Let's see some points by the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think you guys are probably going to err on the same side. Yeah, I'm definitely on the same side. I kind of like the under in this one, though. Uh, the Raiders have only scored over 20 points this season once, and it was because Mac Jones decided to get sacked in the end zone at final 10 seconds of the game. Put him at 21, but um, this offense definitely isn't getting much going, and I think the Lions are going to bounce out to an early lead and just kind of run the football the rest of the game, uh, kind of secure a win. But this team definitely is in bounce-back mode. I mean, a terrible game last week against the Ravens. I don't. I couldn't even tell you how many points the Lions scored because I turned it off. But um, Jared Goff kind of kind of has, has to get back to himself with uh, Sam Laporta, Amon Ra. Um, this this offense definitely needs to to uh, get back on track. But uh, eight and a half is a little high for a primetime football game. But I do think the Lions roll and this game does stay under. Is there a chance Jimmy Garoppolo plays in this game? No chance. He's out. There's none. In this game. He's yep. out. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't like this game. I I just this is like true Monday Night Football where it's so ugly, and I like the favorite so much. I just want to take the underdog with the points. But I, I I don't know. I don't have a pick on this game right now. Obviously, the the unknown with the Raiders quarterback position. Who's going Hoyer again? Hoyer. I I genuinely think that the Raiders can score under ten points this game. Yeah, I don't you know. Have faith I, in a bounce I, back from the Detroit Lions defense this week. They got slaughtered and ripped apart by the Ravens last week. Yeah, at home, and I and I'm kind of more speaking to the Raiders' offense than I am to to the Lions' defense. Um, like I said earlier, they don't put points on the board, and now you have a backup quarterback with no real chemistry with any of these players. You lost to the Bears last week in a blowout fashion. Um, they don't really have much going. They're going on the road to a five and two football team. Um, I I just I can't see a situation where they can find where they could put up points. I can't see a situation where they where they get full drives and move the ball downfield first down after first down. If anything, it's just it's just a massive player. Max Crosby strip sack, uh, return for a touchdown. That that, that something Max like Crosby's that happens. A dog. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Mackie. I'm right there with you. Alrighty, boys, that's gonna do it for us here in Week Eight of the NFL. Lots to look forward to as we jump closer and closer to this slate with the game, you know, obviously tomorrow night, Thursday night football, and the rest on Sunday and Monday. Don't forget about our live stream Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern, for all our best bets on that Sunday. Let's keep our show moving here. The MLB, the 2023 World Series, is officially set. The Rangers defeated the Houston Astros in Game 7 of the, a- the ALS- ALCS to advance to the World Series. Texas will take on the Take on Arizona as the Diamondbacks took down the Phillies in Game 7 of the NLCS. Curious to hear, who do you guys have coming home with the World Series this year? Diamondbacks or Rangers? The road team in that Rangers-Astros series won every single game. Um, after the Rangers blew that Game 5 in the top of the ninth inning, Altuve hit a three-run shot. I kind of figured the series was over. Going back to Houston, Houston up 3-2. Um, but that's a huge effort by that Rangers team. The bats turned on. We've we've seen what they've done when those bats get hot throughout the entire season. We saw it again. Um, I think this team definitely rolls through the World Series. Diamondbacks keep they keep surprising everyone too, though. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see this team come out and play some really good baseball. Yeah, Mac, you're not wrong. The Diamondbacks way ahead of schedule. That young young team performing oh so well in the playoffs all season long. I remember when we were so high on them at the beginning of the year. We all should have squad wrote or bought in on the Diamondbacks, but. I didn't do it. I went I went through my future stuff. I was like, did I do it? Did I do it? No, I didn't. We, we just talked about it a lot and uh, messed, messed with them. What What's saying? crazy is that, you know, Suzuki on the Cubs, you know, when he yeah. dropped that ball in the second or third to last game of the season, um, and the Braves ended up beating him. If he caught that that baseball, Diamondbacks probably aren't even making the playoffs. Now no, I saw here. something that they're not. If, they, if that doesn't go in, they're not. Well, yeah, but you got to you can't just assume that they end up losing that game anyway. So, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you that's that's just insane that like things like that happen. Same thing with like um the the Penguins losing to the to the uh, Blackhawks second second to third or third to last game of the season, and the Panthers slide into that last playoff spot. Then you see them in the, in the Stanley Cup. So it's kind of the yeah, same scenario. It happens I, all the time. Yeah, I, I just I I think the Diamondbacks uh their run kind of falls short here. Let me talk about these uh Texas Rangers real quick though. I mean. They really paid off. They spent so much money and assets on this team the last two seasons. They brought in Seager. They brought in um, they brought in Avaldi. They brought in uh, Scherzer. They brought in um, Degrom, who hasn't yeah, played. Semyon as well, who's been insane. Um, all this talent that they found and some rookies really stepping up. 
it's not surprising to see how good they are. Dolis Garcia really turning into a superstar. He was a, an afterthought prospect. Um, so I do think that they should be able to win this one. They have all the star power. I like big game knee. I like um, Scherzer. I like the veteran presence on that side of the ball. I always lean veteran presence. But um, this, like Mackie said, these Diamondbacks have been hot. They have some good pitching. Um, they have no fans in the stadium. So we'll have to see. This, this series might be a little bit better than we expect. They have no fans in the stadium. They better have fans in the stadium for uh for the World Series. <laughs> You'll see them all come out now. It'll be a lot of people's bucket list to travel to uh Arizona or not even Arizona Diamondbacks game, but a World Series game. Go see that one really cheap. They basically give the tickets away. I think they were doing that in the NLCS. But um yeah, one one other thing I'd like to say, watch these Rangers. They they could end up if you see them go up two two nothing, they might be able to go for a sweep though. They get really streaky. And when they're hot, they're one of the best teams in baseball. We see them put up crooked numbers all the time. So I kind of like some overs in these games. You'd think there'd be some low-scoring games with some of the pitching talent on the mound, but both these teams have been putting up runs a lot in these playoffs. So it'll be a fun series to watch. A lot of, a lot, a lot, more runs and excitement than people think, given the two markets. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you said there towards the end. I think uh, if Texas gets a little streaky, I definitely think Arizona has a chance at this thing. I think they're just that Cinderella team that I could, I would like to see them win this personally. Uh, just kind of the smaller market, the team that I don't really have any affiliation with. I know they're in the NL, but I don't know. I'm definitely pulling for this Diamondbacks team to, to finish this thing off. I think it would be pretty cool. I mean, this team's been counted out since first round. Um, Underdogs in every series. Yeah. A lot yeah. less aspirations and expectations. Like I said, though, with everything that Texas brought in, their eyes have been set on a championship with this group. Um, and I know that they haven't lived up to expectations the last two years, but really stepped into their own this year. I think they have to get this one done because I don't know if they'll get another chance. Yeah, everyone's stepping up. I mean, this team's this team's good. Yeah, they're playing good. They're they're good. Well, look at all the talent they brought in. A lot of a lot of outside talent that was all brought into the mix. First game of the World Series, uh, series there on Friday. Going to be a good one as we jump more into that. More on that next week. Over to the NBA. The NBA season is officially underway starting on Tuesday. Two games being played last night. Full slate of games going on today, Wednesday, and as well as the rest of the week. In night one, we saw Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic pick up right where he left off, earning his first triple-double of the season, along with a victory over the LA Lakers. They're right back at it. What do you guys think about this NBA season coming up? I know yeah, we chatted I mean, about it a little last week. This Jokic is fucking unreal. Obviously, picking up like I said, like you said, right where he left off the 29, 13, and three or 13 and 11 triple double on the first night of the season, banner night for the for the Nuggets, uh, and then they just go out against the team that they swept in the Western Conference Finals, uh, beat them 119 to 107. I, I didn't watch much of the game, but when I did, I, I mean, it was just what I expected. Jokic kind of having his way. Anthony Davis having a terrible second half, not scoring a point for this Lakers team. Uh, obviously a lot of question marks for this Lakers team as there has been with them uh, or in a lot of these LeBron Laker teams to start years past. Uh, it looks like it's going to be the same way now. Uh, definitely a bit of an overreaction in an 82 game season, losing your first one in Denver against the defending champions. Um, but I, I'm on uh, that. I know Mackie was on the Nuggets in this spot. Uh, so definitely a good hit there by him uh, to get them with the spread. But Jokic is definitely any any given night this dude could go off for a triple double and, and if you can get it at decent prices this is something you might just have to take every night uh, if there's good value on it yeah I'm excited for this uh NBA season to kick off been watching some games here tonight as we've been recording um we'll dive into this as the season progresses but 
Celtics get off to a nice win, come from behind, uh, winning most of the game. Um, you'll be hearing that tomorrow. But a lot of other good talent starting off, so excited to see this along with the NHL rolling out. And we'll get our NBA and NHL power rankings rolling as well. Ace, were you watching? Did you watch any of that Phoenix Golden State game either? No, I didn't see that. I didn't watch that one too much. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I just kept checking the score that I played in a men's league game last night for the first time in fucking seven months. So I wasn't watching many sports last night. And uh, I was just, I knew the Nuggets covered before I went on. And then I wanted to watch that game, but obviously I decided to play in that. So I didn't get to watch any basketball last night. Yeah, no, I was watching the Frozen Frenzy big time. That was, uh, that was, I didn't turn that on once. How was that? It was pretty good. They they did it literally like red zone. They were going in and out from power play to power play. Was it like confusing? Um, Kevin Weeks and John Bucci Gross narrating it. All righty. Let's shift our focus out of the NBA here as that season has begun. College football in full swing. We've got a couple games that we want to highlight coming into this weekend. First one here. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago or keyed in on this a few weeks ago. Number one, Georgia at Florida. Curious to hear what you guys think see coming out of this matchup here two more matchups that i want to talk about in the college football world mackie ace what are you mackie huff what are you guys thinking yeah i i mean huff you're definitely gonna have a lot to say about this one being a big georgia fan i think you've fallen off the wagon a tiny bit here with them though um i think this is a very key game for those for those bulldogs um with that cakewalk of a schedule this is definitely their hardest game of the season to date even though if florida's not ranked correct no they definitely defend the swamp like like it no other team does. We saw Tennessee go in there and get manhandled. Obviously, Georgia's a different beast. But I mean, if anyone's going to beat them this year, I think it could be this Florida team. I think they defend home court or home field very well. And this Georgia team, they're off. They get off to slow starts, as we've seen. No Brock Bowers as well. Um, they get into a little. They get into a little funk here in the first half. Definitely going to be a lot harder to crawl out of that that one this this week. Yeah, especially with the the 14 and the hook, the 14 and a half point spread, that's definitely going to be hard to call. Like you said, no Bowers for Georgia on the road. This is definitely, I agree, their toughest game to date uh, this season. Uh, it's really going to be a good test for, um, I always forget the quarterback's name. What's his name for Georgia? Carson well, Beck. I, I don't know why I always forget his name. Oh, but... I thought you were talking about the Georgia, or the Florida quarterback. Oh, Mertz. No, yeah, Mertz, I think this is yeah. going to be a big test for Carson Beck. A big SEC on the road matchup. Uh, like you said, if they go down in this game, I don't like them to come back and cover this 14 and a half. But um, I, I don't know. This is one where I would tease a favorite and get them down a little bit just because I, I don't love this Florida team personally. But um, I definitely do not think Georgia can cover this 14 and a half point spread. At least I don't love it right now. Um, maybe closer to Saturday, I, I could lean more one side or the other on the original spread. But I don't know. I'd like to get Georgia at like a six and a half and just kind of hope they can win this game by a touchdown. This is going to be a really good game, though. Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely one of the best games of the weekend. I mean, if Georgia can steamroll them, though, I mean, we definitely underestimated them. We saw it last year when they played Tennessee. I was high on Tennessee. I think it was a one versus three or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Georgia just manhandled Tennessee. I think it was in Tennessee as well. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if they can do that again this year, they they're just going to prove that they that all this shit talk about them is is just uh, white noise. Let's keep it going here. Another one, number eight, Oregon at number 13, Utah in Utah. What are you guys thinking here in this matchup? This is this is one I've been I've been taking this Utah team the past couple of weeks. I might have to take them again here with the points. I'd like to get seven uh, like I did last week against USC. Um, I'm big on this Utah team, especially on their home field here. I know Oregon's a, a, a great team this year and they're a tough team to bet against. 
Um, but I, I'd love this Utah team in the Pac-12. I'm probably going to go with Utah plus seven. Yeah, I'm definitely with you here, Huff. I mean, this Utah team plays very good football on their home field, and home field matters the most in college sports. Um, so we should see a very good game here. Um, it's just, I don't know, that home field is definitely huge here. I think the underdog um, being at home, such a high spread as well. Uh, Utah likes to play low-scoring games, but we know how that Oregon offense likes to sling the football. Should yeah. be a very good game, though. I don't. I, I. I do think Oregon comes out on top of this game, though. Yeah, I just think I it's just a little bit too, too many points. It's too many points. It's too many points. If this was like five and a half, this would be a hard spread. Yeah, Utah likes to play tight football games. Yeah. All righty, let's wrap up this college football chat. T- number twenty, Duke at number eighteen, Louisville in Louisville. What are we thinking here coming uh, coming into Saturday? Mac, you want to take this one? Go ahead. Uh, Duke, Louisville. Yeah, Duke had a tough loss last week. They were looking really good against Florida State for a while there. Florida State ended up covering a high 14-point spread uh, late in the fourth quarter. Um, this Louisville team's been playing really good football. They're, they're at home. But I don't know. I do like this Duke team. I don't watch enough of this Louisville team to really know much about them. I've watched this Duke team a few times. They've been playing in some uh, nice primetime Monday night game against Clemson and then last week against Florida State. But um, I like this Duke team. I like their defense. I think if they're going to win this game, it's going to be more of a low-scoring game. But it's going to be tough going into Louisville. Yeah, I, I don't really necessarily love a play either way in this one. I kind of did lean on Louisville just because of the home field in this spot. Uh, try to get it a little lower if it, if the line does move any bit. But four and a half, I don't like that. I'm not huge on this Duke quarterback, that Riley Leonard. I'm personally not too big on him. I think their defense is what uh, kind of has them in this national ranking spot in the top 25. And it's definitely no joke, but an ACC matchup Saturday afternoon, I think that's going to be another good game, but uh, kind of gets buried by that elite Pac-12 matchup and also that great SEC matchup that we just talked about. But I don't know. I'd probably lean on Louisville here with the points. I don't love it. That's definitely my least favorite pick of the three. Uh, if I had to rank them, I'd probably go Utah plus seven. I like the most. Uh, and then, like I said, I didn't really love anything in that Georgia-Florida game, but I'd probably try to get them a little bit lower. Um, I don't know, maybe t- maybe tease all three and see what kind of points he throws at you, but two favorites, I don't really love that. But definitely love that Utah plus seven. I think you could probably see that on our card come Saturday. If Duke wants a chance at that ACC title game, uh, they also have to win this football game after yeah, dropping a true. tough one to Florida State. Louisville true. coming off a tough loss to uh, Pitt as well. So they also need this one to stay to keep stay up there as well. Um, a lot of a lot on the line earlier early in the season here, so should be a good ACC matchup. Alrighty, boys, I think that's all we got here. Week eight of the NFL, lots to look forward to with the World Series, the NBA season starting, college football in full swing, NHL in full swing. But that's all I got here this week. Anything else to add before we get on out of here? No, I think that's going to do it for us. Like we said, make sure you're following us. Like you said, World Series start. We're going to get the MLB card rolling for the last couple weeks of the season. Uh, We've been on fire in the MLB playoffs, so definitely want to catch or ride that fire while we're doing it. I don't know the exact record off the top of our head. I know we were six and two or six and three, somewhere sitting around there. We started off pretty hot in the MLB playoffs, so uh, looking to close out the season pretty strong in the MLB. Uh, As we said, the NBA is underway, so looking to get the NBA card rolling. I know we were all in pretty much agreement uh, and kind of letting our kind of sitting back the first couple of nights. We want to see how these teams work out. I know we did that in the NHL, but uh, NHL card, trying to keep that rolling. We had a tough start in that, but uh, four former hockey players, we like to think we know what we're talking about in the NHL and the success that we've had in the past couple of seasons there. So uh, definitely we'll get stick it with back. us in all we'll the cards. Yeah, exactly. So just stick with us. 
Uh, don't, you know what I mean? The early season kind of woes are always there with the, uh, with some of these teams while we learn how everyone looks, but make sure you're following on social media, like follow, share, subscribe the whole nine yards like that. We appreciate it. But other than that, like Jesse said, make sure you're tuning into the live stream on Sunday. And uh, other than that, we'll see you guys next week.